0: What is going on everybody? Jordy Cannell here. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of the Fun V Tailgate podcast presented by Thunderblogsports.com, a part of the Bullpen Cart podcast feed. It is week 15 in the NFL and Matty D and I are joined by our good friend Joe Martinez. He comes on for the entire episode, so he goes through college football with us, does our NFL picks, and he goes through a couple NFC East conspiracy theories. Joe is a big Giants fan, so... Really go down the rabbit hole. It was a lot of fun to record. We do a little Sixers talk at the end. You guys are going to love it. Let us know what you think in the comments. As always, though, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast. Search the Bullpen Cart wherever you get your podcasts. Find us on Twitter, ThunderBLG. Join our Facebook group, The Bullpen Cart Podcast on Facebook. is where you can be a part of the conversation. Submit questions, all that good stuff. But enjoy this week's episode. This one was a lot of fun. And here we... Go. Welcome to this week's episode of the Funv Tailgate Podcast here on the Bullpen Cart Podcast feed. I, of course, am the G-Man, Jordy Cannell. Joining me, as always, is the man, the myth, the legend himself, Mr. D, Matt Stefano. How are you, my friend?
1: i am honestly the whole week because i know it's the holiday season and i know the birds had a big victory this past weekend but the reason i'm in such a good mood is that i finally get the opportunity to interact a little bit of one-on-one time maybe it's it's technically two-on-one with you being here but that's fine it's really a one-on-one love song between myself and our esteemed guest today Uh, and i know it's a little different normally we wait to bring the guests in for the picks but the two of us could not wait to have a conversation with this with this gentleman and scholar. Um, I let you continue the introduction, but I just I just had to tell you how excited I am that he's here with us tonight. Um, and and you know, so my my entire week is made here on a Wednesday uh, <laughs> because we get this conversation. But I, I will let you introduce um, our guest for the entire <laughs> podcast today.
0: Yes, as you went. said. Our guest this whole time, and Matt, what an intro, is a very good friend of ours, Longtime listeners, may remember him from last year as a guest picker, but as Matt said, we had to get him on, he has some conspiracy theories, he has some great picks, both in the realm of football and otherwise, it is Joe Martinez. Joe Mart, how are you, my friend?
2: Oh, dude, well, Matty D, you should just write that in poetry, just have that in, like, calligraphy, and send that to me for a Christmas gift, dude. That was, that was beautiful. <laughs> great intro. Wow. Yeah,
1: you know yeah, it's uh, needlepoint. Yeah, oh, needle point Hey, I, I get that worked out with my my much my my, my far better half than I. But um, you are the the master of of, of mozzarella, the <laughs> prince of parmesan. Uh, you know, and it is great to have a fellow a fellow Italian, if you will, yes. uh, joining tonight. Even though I cannot support your football affiliation. I can support you as an individual so i will go i will leave it at that um joe it's, just, it's good to be on chat with you a little bit especially during these dark times as we're deep in the pandemic and we have not had the opportunity to interact together um i'm just i'm just excited to talk a little bit of football with you a little bit of maybe something else i know i know you we've brought up another team that we both want to have a conversation around but uh anyway i just wanted to uh Brought as much positive praise I could year away during this holiday season for so many reasons. But anyway, uh, I digress and I move on. I would like to uh,
2: to do a little uh like see what fan base makes a better better like sauce. You got the South Philly for sure. Oh, you know they they have some solid things going on down there. Okay. Uh, you know you, you got Queens and you got even North Jersey for for the G Men. <laughs> I don't know. Jets get thrown in there.
1: No, that's think. not.
2: No, no, they, they're, they're just, too small. they to, too
0: small. The to
1: fan base. I don't know what's happening over there. <laughs> Look, Joe. Here's the positive. I think we can both agree that both of our franchises' fan bases make better sauce than than Dallas's fan base does.
0: Yeah, Dallas makes chili. Dallas probably puts chili on spaghetti. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I, okay. They probably put brown sugar. And I don't know what they do. No, they're not even in the equation. They're <sighs> no.
1: So Who'd be we're next? in a green which I love.
2: Would Chicago be
0: next on those power rankings? Huh. Yeah, it has to be, right? Yeah, you gotta think, right. Yeah. He New think Boston's too Boston's, Boston's Irish. too Irish. Yeah,
1: they're too Irish. DC's too international. Everything down south too Latino. Yeah, 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 Spanish, you which is south. okay. No, it's not, it's not, this is not a negative connotation here. I'm just, you know, we're talking about where you get the good foods. People know. So yeah, maybe LA.
0: Maybe LA, but I don't LA, LA, is LA, too
1: is, LA is a beautiful LA is a beautiful mix of so many different cultures pie. and yeah. foods. It's a melting pot. The By weather's LA, too nice to
2: make a nice sauce. It's exactly. just oh, too that's nice out there. and sitting the stuck right. sauce. Right.
1: Fair. Right. Right. I agree. I like it. I like it. Let's go. All right, well we're already
2: off. Yeah, I, that's it for me. Yeah. are was just, we're uh, off to uh, a rousing. We, write that up. So we that, really are.
1: That's as much as Joe's going to going to going to bring into the next uh... <laughs> Well, so uh, let's
0: let's jump in. We have college football to talk about. We're going to keep it relatively short because this is basically the table setting this weekend is conference championship weekend. We got some other games on the schedule, you know, some basically just filling it out for the sake of playing extra games, I guess, you know, you know, the, the Rutgers and Nebraska's, if you will, but conference championship weekend. And we'll Mm -hmm. find out who the final four are. I know they don't like to use that term for football, but we'll find it out on Sunday at noon, but we had some controversy this week in the rankings. Notably, Florida, who lost after throwing a shoe on Saturday, didn't move very far down the rankings. They fall in at number seven. Iowa State up to six. Texas A&M staying pat at five. Ohio State at four. Cincinnati, who hasn't played, fell down two spots, which I think is ridiculous. And you know, we go from there. You know, Louisiana, who beat Iowa State, is still nineteenth. Coastal Carolina is playing them this weekend. They're undefeated at twelve. Matt, was it right for Florida to stay at seventh?
1: No, over Cincinnati. I think that's it. I think that's a a faux pas. Um, You know, LSU has the pedigree, but they've had a horrible season. And as good as I think Kyle Trask and that offense has been, it, it was a debilitating loss to lose to LSU. I know it was at LSU, but this is a different year, right? It's not the same home field advantage that we've seen. I felt like Cincinnati deserves to be. At minimum, slotted it at seven, I, I, and so no, I, I didn't mind Florida being head of say Georgia, even Oklahoma, Indiana, and anybody below that because it's a bad loss, but they're still a super talented team and they're still one of the top ten teams in the nation in my in my mind. But I thought it's a disservice to Cincinnati in the season that they've had at eight zero um to not be ahead of florida and georgia in this case but even georgia jumped up to number eight so i mean overall it's it's just not something that i love to see um obviously we talk about this all the time but it doesn't matter because florida plays alabama and if they lose they drop out of the top 10 and if they win that's interesting but we'll get there in a second so that's my take on the florida really to me it's the florida cincinnati situation i think georgia they just tossed in there but georgia's not even playing yeah, so that's, what I weird. that's also tough, right?
0: I think it's strange too because they're they're basically saying that if they beat Alabama, there's an outside chance they can get in. There's never been a two loss team that's made the college football playoff, and I don't know if not till you know, Florida doesn't have the pedigree. You know, they were winning national championships ten years ago or twelve years ago, but I don't know. That doesn't seem like the the team that you want to have thrown in there. Of you know, they I guess because they beat Bama, this team that has been blowing everybody out, and that's why they get in, but, I don't know, it just feels like a weird, it feels very strange in this weird year where A&M's hanging in there, and presumably they're gonna get in if Clemson loses again, and, you know, if, if Clemson wins, then you have a conversation of who really deserves to be there, but, I don't know, I mean, it's very strange of, of how Florida mixes in here, especially assuming if Iowa State beats number 10, Oklahoma, this weekend, it, it becomes a very interesting mix of you know, all the different stuff. Like you said, it doesn't matter. We have to see how it all shakes out this weekend. We could see two different teams come into the rankings than are currently in the Final Four right now, but I don't know. It's just very strange to have seen that pop in there and really to see Cincinnati fall because I get it. They're the American and it doesn't really matter, but they've beaten ranked teams. They've beaten teams that have hung on and, and are doing well. They're playing Tulsa again this weekend. And, you know, it. I don't know. It just feels like a bit of a bummer. I, I don't. Maybe we shouldn't have gotten our hopes up that we're going to see an outsider get in and and blah blah blah. But I don't know. It just it felt a little deflating to see that that no matter what, the SEC gets their way and, and all that sort of stuff. I don't know, Joe Mark. Do you have a take on this or a thought?
2: No, I, I'm just um, interested to see Coastal Carolina. Do they go the same route as uh, UCF and just declare themselves if they if they uh, go undefeated? I love just, that they're ranked ahead of USC. They do.
0: I think that's great. What? They're ranked ahead of USC. They're 11-0, and 0 and they're 12th. USC, who, like yeah, the Big like Ten, started late. <laughs> they're 13th. And, and granted, they've played some really close games that they've had to come back for, notably this past weekend against UCLA. But I just find it really funny that you know we, we talk about a power five and the Pac-12 hasn't made it in four years. And you have not one but two outsider teams of the, the group of five, the, the bottom five teams, that are ahead of them. And, and you're basically telling the Pac-12, Hey, you guys really fucked up, and here's some more proof of it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, let's go see. I think it's a shame that there's even a conversation about USC. And this is hard, right? Because, again, it's such a weird year. But the fact that USC, there's, oh, should they make the playoff over other teams? No, No, five wins is not enough in a super watered down Pac 12, which Oregon. Here's the thing. USC would have had a shot if Oregon was, was highly ranked and they go 6-0 and with a great win against a top five Oregon team. Oregon sticks. So, um, yeah. And they're I, only playing I, Oregon I because,
0: because of COVID. They were supposed to play Washington. Washington right, dropped right. out, and now they're playing Oregon. Yep. But
1: um, Friday
0: Night Football, you know, that'll be fun. Last right. year, remember, so I, Utah should have won, or if they had won, they would have made it. So, who knows? Crazier things have right, happened. That's
1: right. Hey. Right. Um, I guess the other thing Jordy I'll say is like the, the big to me the biggest game of the weekend is two versus three, right? Oh, easily. comes in. Personally speaking, I think if either of whatever team wins is in, obviously, the loser I think goes below Texas A and M.
0: As the four seed?
1: I think Texas slides into four and the loser sits at five.
0: Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. I see what you mean. Yeah, okay. Um yeah. I like that. That that makes sense and, to me. There's, the only, there's certainly yeah, the argument right. about Notre Dame, uh, you know, who's undefeated and, and would be 10 and one. And I know the late loss and you and I are both a bigger fan of it, but there's certainly the argument of it. I do. I'm a big, the championship game matters in terms of making the playoff or not. You should right. almost think of it as a, a qualifying round. Yeah. Uh, so I would agree with that take.
1: I, I think, I think the only exception to, so I, I, I personally, to me, the top four is set, if you will, Alabama, Ohio State, the winner of Clemson Notre Dame and Texas A&M. All right, obviously, there's some huge – Alabama's playing number seven. Ohio State's playing number 14 on Northwestern. So uh, the so you talk about the what-ifs. If Alabama loses, it depends on how they lose. If they lose tight, they might stay in, to be honest. Um, Probably should Because it's, it's hard to bump – it's hard to bump – Alabama below Texas a and M because they beat them. because Alabama beat them head to head. It wasn't even close. I still think no matter what. So I, I, I guess what I'm saying is the top five, four of the top five will be in the playoff. I don't see a path for six plus to get in there. Um, I, do think it's a wrong. Bit, I think it's a bit of a bummer
0: that uh, Iowa state kind of gets DQ'd from it just from the fact that Oklahoma has hung around and they, you know, they right. took down their big rival who was, you know, supposed to be the, the big hope, and now Iowa State is there. I know Iowa State has a loss to a, a Louisiana team that the committee really is not giving any sort of respect to. You know, I don't know what the deal with that is, but that's I feel like that's a conversation that may end up becoming more important on Sunday than it is currently. But I, it, there, it'd be nice that if they had a really convincing win over Oklahoma on, on Saturday, uh, that that – it would matter and there'd be some sort of controversy because it's not like um, a couple of years back when Georgia and Alabama both got in and the Sam Darnold led USC team had two losses and they won pretty convincingly in the Pac-12 championship. And you're like, yeah, but you have two losses. You know, it's understandable why they'd leave you out. We saw that last year with P- the previous year with Penn state, Um, they, you know, they, I guess they do have two losses. So it, it is tough to kind of, it's kind of the same boat, I guess, but I don't know. It's, just, it's, it's one thing of, a team's playing this weekend I guess Texas A&M's playing Tennessee so if they have another impressive win and look really good and there's eight and one versus nine and two so on and so forth but I don't know we'll have to see
1: yeah I just I think it's kind of locked in at this point I mean that's just that's just the the the, the way I don't know the way I mean, I'm more way just bummed about crumbles, it, about but... Cincinnati the fact that they're Sure, yeah. I mean, too. I, I think it's a shame, by the way. The, pr-
0: the pricing in that we normally see the committee do, it's weird that they wouldn't do that with Cincinnati over Georgia, because you'd think that assuming they win, they beat a ranked opponent in the final weekend of the season, that they'd finish ahead of Georgia. Granted, those rankings don't matter, and, and all that matters for them is a group of five teams that they're ahead of Coastal Carolina, because then they get a New Year's Six Bowl. But, I don't know, maybe they both get New Year's Six Bowls. I, I really don't know how they... You divvy all that up in terms of the at-large seeds, but I don't know. It's a it's gonna be a fun weekend regardless. There's gonna be some really good games. You mentioned it, two versus three is gonna all be right. good. I hope that SEC championship ends up being really good, but I'm sure we'll talk about that when we get into picks or at least the yeah. college portion of picks. But you so guys, right, are
1: you... I I want to I want to pause here for a second because we were some of the things we really haven't talked about recently. There's one one thing in particular that i want to mention i think is a really fun argument that we haven't discussed okay and that is who is your heisman front runner right now
0: oh that's a really good question i don't have, i need to mm-hmm. you go off because i need to look look into sure. uh, the candidates yeah. i haven't Obviously, really had that I haven't kept yeah. that close of an attention to be honest, because how weird this well, season's been. Uh, of
1: course, and, and obviously the one the one position that always gets the love is the quarterback position. We talk about that. We're thinking Trevor Lawrence, um, Trevor Lawrence, Mac Jones of Alabama, and Kyle Trask of Florida. Um, they've all had massive statistical seasons, but Trevor Lawrence missed some time. Uh, you know, Kyle Trask has obviously had th- the loss now that 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 really hurts them, um, and and Mac Jones is somewhat of a product of Alabama. So to me, my guy right now that I, and I hope and I hope that this, this can find a way to hold true. I hope he has a huge game. I like the option opportunity for Devonte Smith, Devonte Smith, the wide, the excellent wide receiver from Alabama. Wide he out. leads, yes, he leads all of college football and receiving yards. He's second in touchdown uh, touchdowns, which is incredible. Um, and he has, he's also a special team wise returns, punts, kickoffs for touchdowns. Uh, I think he has, I think he is that good. And I think he will shine against Florida and he has an opportunity to stake his claim at being a Heisman favorite and at least going to New York. Because quite frankly, when I list Mac Jones, Kyle Trask and Trevor Lawrence, even Zach Wilson or Ian book, can you give me who you would pick out of that group? I'm not
0: really sure. Maybe, maybe Kyle Trask because of the stats. the The loss is pretty bad. One name, though, that you I feel like is glaring, and maybe please explain to me why I'm wrong. But I feel like Najee oh. Harris of Alabama should be in that conversation. I feel like he should be a finalist.
1: I, I, I think I, I'm not disagreeing with his talent and his stats this year. Um, he has been incredible, but I do think the Heisman is a is a Hollywood award. And quite frankly, when you read when you read news clippings of college football. His name doesn't pop up as much as Devonta Smith does. Obviously, he doesn't have the highlight reel that Smith does, um, and I think that probably hurts him. So it's not not the worst thing in the world for for him. But I I ought, if I'm going to be upfront, I, I think he I think he doesn't have a chance because a voters are more willing to take a chance on a wide receiver like like Smith. Um, and and as I think Harris is a fantastic running back. I don't know. I don't know if he has the because of how good that team has been, but this is a big weekend for all three of them. Jones, Smith, and Harris. They'll get opportunity in prime time against a great Florida team to prove who's number one. And honestly, whoever plays the best might be the front runner after this weekend. If yeah, they win. That's probably what it
0: is, to be honest. Because that's the cool thing, is that we get you know we find out the finalists after this normally it isn't normally decided or i guess they normally vote after
1: no, the, it's, uh, after, it's, it's, it it's after, after the regular season see this is what i mean the,
0: the weird season has me all thrown off of what what the usual uh parliamentary procedure is of all this i don't know i think i feel like kyle trask if he plays well enough he'll have over four thousand yards he'll have you know he already has 40 touchdowns only five interceptions i get it two against a kind of a weird uh, lsu team but i don't know uh that's a pretty good season, and I get it that there's, like, the moment that it all unravels for you, and that could have been it, but statistically, it's up there, man. I get right. that.
1: Oh, anyway, I just wanted to touch on that. I think it's no, that, that's a really good point, because we haven't yeah.
0: talked about it at all, and that's why I was dumbfounded. Uh, Joe, do you have anybody right. that you think?
2: Nah, I have no one. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 it's impossible to tell for, like, this year. I, it's, I, like you guys are saying, I just have no way. I, I don't know what they're thinking. No way.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't sure if there was anybody had to wet the beak on for uh, maybe a potential lock of the century there. But
1: Hey, Jordy, Jordy, there is, there is a name. Patterson from Buffalo. <laughs> oh, my God, that
0: guy. Joe, have you heard of this guy, the Buffalo running back? No, no, no. Hit me with him. He had six touchdowns a couple weeks ago in one game. He had over 330 yards a couple weeks back, or like a couple months back now at this point. Just the ultimate Maction running back. And I think he's going to be awesome. Matt's like, a oh, pump the brakes." It's an action running back.
1: Oh, I
2: did see. A, I did see a, a few, uh, a few plays. Uh, he, he's just a, a boy amongst men out there in the yeah, Matt. Yes. You
1: know, he's right, a man amongst boys, but I appreciate your attempt. At that. <laughs> no, but he, oh, had he had eight He had eight rushing <laughs> touchdowns and four hundred and nine yards though against Kent State. That's the game that we're talking about. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's, anyway, cool. just wanted to let you know. He's eight is incredible. Think about that eight. Can you imagine if you had him in fantasy football in the right? And he. And some, I mean, anyway. So I just wanted to throw him out there, and let you guys know.
2: Oh. Matt, how many? How many middle school football players do you think you can run the ball like to the house on? Like you, <laughs> you just have them on your back. They're trying to gnaw at your ankles. Like how many uh, you? The and is, it, is, it the Un- getting, is it the weight the football team
0: or the unlimited team? Need- Unlimited team, you get some big boys in there. Some kids that really, you know, they got they go to town. Matt might have some trouble.
2: No, just the, the local middle schoolers, like seventh seventh graders. Not even not even the the eighth graders. Oh. How many seventh graders have you got?
1: Honestly, Joe, if we if we have active football player seventh graders, I, maybe I might get around one. <laughs> um, because I have I actually probably have less speed than I have moves. So like. <laughs> uh, oh, I would say this. I think I got a decent set of hands, and I understand how to run a route. But other than that, good luck out there on the. Uh, you know, if I'm running routes, I'm taking handoffs in the backfield. I don't know what kind of move I'm making. Um, I think you got to go to the
2: edge because there's going to be some big boys in the middle. You know, no. even the oh, yeah. seventh That's grade like saying. 300 yeah. pounder. That's what I'm saying. I'm, there's the 300 in
1: grade. I'm popping a stiff arm. But I'm gonna try yep. hit it with the classic. I'm gonna hit with the circle. Hit with the spin. Move. Hit, hit hit the circle on the. Counter, on the on, <laughs> you run, you you know, run the counter
0: then... tray. You confuse exactly them
1: all exactly a little bit. right right. Or or I do the classic Matty D, and I just stop for no reason, and they're confused and I'm and I just sprint right around. I know there's plenty of moves I can whip out. Okay, no, I mean for my time playing pickup football at Lehigh, back in the day, G man, good times up there, by the way. Great times. Um, I, I can tell you though, unfortunately. The only move I had was a pretty decent out route. I can run a pretty good out route. That's my go-to or a curl. Um, and I get the hands ready quick. But then I'm, I'm Zachary. So I'm not getting any yards after the catch.
2: Okay. All right. All right. Okay. I, I was I was going to give you like a full 11-person 11, 11 team. Oh, I
1: appreciate that.
2: But more, the more I think about it, too. I, I might, two might be the line. Two and a half. I
0: like it. I like two and a half. Oh, I uh, take the over.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right, continue. I'll block, curious.
0: I'll block. I'll be the fullback. Some fullback assists. Uh, but I think that's a great segue. Getting some uh degenerate picks in for a degenerate round of pick'em. You folks at home know the rules to our pick'em. We finally have a guest picker after weeks of being ditched and forgetting to get a guest. We finally got one. Obviously Joe's been here for a little bit. Five NFL games, one college game. We do it as a snake draft. Joe Mark goes first as the guest. Since I went first last time in our little World Series best of seven, Matt will go second, and then I will go third, bring it around on the snake. After we do the five NFL games, we do one college game. We just did a little preview there. So hopefully one of those games, maybe one of those little side games, but the beak there. Joe, we lead off with you. What do you got?
2: I have the Browns covering over the G-Men. I have minus four. I don't know if the line's going to shift uh, as we get closer. And I would like the over at 45 and a half. I think the NFC beast tightens up as expected, where it was all going to be just dog shit from the start. The, the Washington football team, Giants, they all stink. Cowboys stink. Eagles stink. <laughs> it's going to be brought back down to just some very bad records out of the, across the board. And I don't don't know. The the Browns, they look good. Like Nick Chubb is a man. uh, You know, it's – I think uh, they they cover the four. No one knows what's happening with Danny Dimes is now his ankle is said to be hurt. It's not his hamstring anymore. It's his ankle. They should just do hockey-style lower body injury and just call it a day. Uh, So, I'm just not confident on the G-men going against him. It's more of an anti-Giants pick than a Browns pick.
0: What's so crazy about this, Joe, We've had on a number of our friends that are fans of certain teams. And we act, this happened with Matt Height, too. Matt Height's a friend of the show. They've all, their first pick is anti-their team. It's a phenomenon. We don't ask the, the guest pickers to do this, folks. It's a phenomenon of the show. It's incredible. It uh, I do like that pick, though. I think, I could. I like the over of 44.5. Um, you know, obviously, four, and a half, four is a sucker pick of a line because this could turn into a Another close game, wild cover, something like that, like we saw Monday night. But um, yeah, this could be a lot of fun, or it could turn out to be a dud and we all wonder what the hell was going on. But I, I like that pick show.
2: I think it's going to be fun. I think there's going to be some some downfield action. You know, Slayton has been on the Giants, has been quiet the last couple weeks. I think they, they try and get him back uh, back in the mix. So I think it's going to be. I'm, I'm feeling much better about the 45 and a half. Uh, I, I do think the Browns cover the, the four. I think it's perfect giant season. You know, they have that one signature win against the Seahawks, uh, and people can hang their hat on it, but it's going to be just a, a bad a bad record and bad football. Uh, but they have that one shining uh, Seahawks <laughs> win, so they can uh, say, oh, no, we did a great job. You know, we're, we're making progress when there's no progress made. And – um, yeah. Yeah, Joe Judge keeps his job. Gettleman keeps his Everyone keeps oh, his job. Joe in the Judge,
1: yeah. huge fan, guys. Joe Judge, huge fan. Huge fan. Gettleman, not so much. Judge, huge fan. Huge fan.
2: <laughs> yeah, I've run, I'm have i not going to lie. I've run a, a couple of laps that Joe judge, judge told me. You know, I mess up. I I take a lap. You know, it's it, it's just – that's just football guy, you know. Take a lap. You messed up. really is.
1: Take a lap. Um, I'm next up on the docket. Um, you know, I, I got I, – I saw some pundits – make a claim this past weekend that the Buffalo Bills are the best team in football. And I'm not picking the bills here, by the way, I'm not talking about the bills, but I think that's so disrespectful to the best player in football and a team that has continued to dominate uh, to me at a level that is impressive. Even, even with off games, I thought they had an off game last week and that's the Kansas city chiefs who are going down to new Orleans to play the Saints in the Superdome. Now, they, the Superdome, excuse me. Um, now, the Saints are – the Chiefs are only three-point favorites, and I think that's disrespectful. I saw enough of what Taysom Hill can't do last week against my Eagles. And I, I know this sounds strange, but but I think the Saints are now definitely missing Drew Brees. And I think Kansas City dominates down south, if you will, not that far south. So i like Kansas City to cover – against the Saints to continue to stamp their claim as the best team in the NFL, I think by a relatively wide margin because not only do they have the best quarterback in the game, they have the best at the moment, uh, maybe one B behind Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, best game breaker in the game in Tyreek Hill, and without a doubt the best tight end in the game in Travis Kelsey. So I love the Chiefs to cover here. Um, I think three points is 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 a little disrespectful to how good I think the Chiefs are. Um, some, I'm taking the Chiefs to cover on the road against a very talented but kind of dis, out of sync uh, New Orleans offense right now.
0: I like that pick a lot. That was actually going to be my first pick, Matty. Uh, Stole it from yeah, me. Yeah, you did. It, no, but that's a, it's a great call across the board. Mahomes is in for an absolute – return to form we'll put it that way what he throw three picks last week insane Um, yeah he did yeah so it comes to me for two come back on the snake first one i'm gonna get miami dolphins minus two and a half against new england patriots patriots always played terribly in miami and that was when they had tom brady now their offense looks anemic and you might think it comes back to the mean but i don't see a ton out of that team i think that they're starting to uh limp their way to the finish line here. Cam Newton, we're not sure what's going on with him. I know they've gotten a little bit of time. They were on Thursday Night Football last week, so they've they've gotten a little bit of time to figure some stuff out. Uh, But the Dolphins' defense is legit, and they look really good. It's going to come down to Tua and how he looks. Uh, But, you know, I I like him here in 2.5. We could see a late field goal and and have that go. Over-under set at 41.5, so this could be a really low-scoring game if New England's not careful. Uh, I'm going to take the Dolphins there. Second pick. Going the Bears plus three and a half in Minnesota. Joe, I don't know if you know this. I think the Minnesota Vikings stink. I've thought it all year. They've proven me wrong for a little while. And the one time I thought they were going to be good was against the Atlanta Falcons. And they fucking told lost. Hold ya. Yeah, you did. You told me to stick to my guns. Sorry, Man, yes. told me.
1: Sorry, sorry, sorry.
0: No, no, no. You were right. And now I'm sticking to my guns. I should have went with the, I said last week I should have gone with the Bears. And I didn't. I thought they might have a shot against the Texans. And I did and I stayed away from it, and the Bears blew them out. So I'm going with the Bears this week. It means they're going to lose because I'm a fucking moose. <laughs> but I'm going with the Bears plus three and a half. Dolphins minus two and a half is my two picks.
2: Yeah, I like uh, I like both those picks, and Matty, I like yours. I just the Chiefs do play down. They've, they've been playing down to some opponents, so that's the only thing. But Taysom Hill is not a. Uh, it's not the answer. And for for you, Jordy, it's. Uh, I think they're, they're good picks. The Bears, if they do anything sort of like the offense they did last week, it's I don't know why they haven't done that from the, the start. I don't understand what,
1: what happened. They they so. Yeah, no, I know. And, and so, Jordy, I want to make sure you did pick the Dolphins, correct?
0: Dolphins minus two and a half, Bears okay, plus you, you three and took,
1: a half. So I, you took one of my games in the Snake. Now I'm so tonight. I took one of yours. Now you're taking one of mine there. Is so that dang? Dang. Okay. Yeah. Um, 10 before for 10. I leave. Before I leave Joe with two in a row, I'll sneak in here in the middle as we as we roll through the snake. Um, there's a lot of intriguing games this weekend. Uh, but one that I think is is going to be a lot different is Seattle Seahawks Washington football team. Mm. Uh, Seahawks are five point favorites. It's a pretty decent line, but Alex Smith injured. We don't know if he's going to play Dwayne Haskins, not a fan. I think that five point line, I think, I think Seattle wins by at least a touch out. I like them to we have a 10 point victory if that, so I'm taking Seattle on the road against the Washington football team here. Um, I, I know Washington has a defense chase young. I saw some funny quote that chase young is everything we thought Jadavian Clowney was going to be. And that's a true statement. He's a great player and I'm bummed that we're going to have to play him twice a year. But I, I don't think the defense can make up for the offense. That's going to struggle in my mind against a improving Seattle defense. And I think Russell Wilson finds his way around this pass rush and has a big day. Seattle's in a dogfight in the NFC West. They need this. They need this win, victory. And I think they get it here against Washington.
2: Yeah, Matty, good. Uh, I, I was looking at that one as well, and I think uh, Russell Wilson's smart enough to to handle. Handle a rush, um, get it out quick or do whatever to to manage that. Do you did you hear that uh, Mike Tomlin quote about Chase Young? I
1: no, I did not oh, hear I
2: hope uh, I, I never have a guy like you on my I never draft a guy like you on my team because that means I lost a lot of games the year before or something like that. <laughs> because you're pick. <laughs> <a team. laughs> I That's butchered incredible. it, but it, otherwise I hope I never draft anyone like you. I like the it. The guy's a beast. But Joe, it's to you. Two picks. All right. It, I think I think this one's pretty easy as well. I'm going um, the Rams to cover seventeen and a half against the Jets. The Jets are basically the hypothetical middle school team that Matty D was running through. They stink. They absolutely stink. I don't I don't know if they're gonna score a point. So the defense is pretty good, but they they just they, I don't think they're gonna score. So I think that's a a, a decent one for, for LA just to just just a feel right, a nice game, just cruise along, beat up on the Jets, call it a day, move on with a W, and 17 and a half, it seems like a big number, but the Jets may never may never score. So that, that's what I'm seeing from them. What do you guys think?
1: <laughs> I mean, it's a huge lie, but honestly, I, I can't say I disagree. So... <laughs>
0: Yeah, the only thing Sorry, I would say is, is they've covered some closer lines, but against teams that are not nearly as good as the L.A. Rams have looked. I think there were 20-point dogs to the Chargers, and that, that was an easy lock of take the Jets there. 17 and a half, yeah, it's – I think the, the they may not score a point adage is spot on. Who is going to put up something against Aaron Donald? Because he's going to be – I mean, literally, it's middle school kids – trying to block Aaron Donald. It's not going to be good. And, you know, it's, it's going to get bad yeah. quick, I think. It's going to be like the Browns against the Titans a couple weeks ago. It's going to be bad very quickly in halftime. You're going to just need to tune away from it.
2: Yeah, Sam Darnold was seeing ghosts out there. The guy with no offensive line, he's never going to be able to pass. They can't run the ball. They have Frank Gore out there. Like, what's yeah. how, Unless they there's some type of defensive scoring from the jets or put them in field goal range instantly I, I just uh i don't see it i can i can see it being a 21 zero game uh but we'll see I, I, I just think the jets stink. oh yeah they do all right what more to you <laughs> all right and then i'm taking um oh you did the you had the football team already i'm taking uh the 49ers to to best the cowboys um the Cowboys stink, and um, I think that NFC East is just across the board, gonna lose this week. I think it's gonna be one of those uh, one of those weeks where it's just chalk against the the, the NFC East.
0: I hope that DraftKings um, or excuse me, a sports book, no free ads. A sports book does another deal they <laughs> did a few weeks back that was a. Uh, bet for all four teams to lose and it was like plus 350 it was great i it was the week the seahawks lost to the giants and then the, the football uh. team beat the steelers so it really would not have hit but i was very tempted to bet it i was in new jersey though playing golf so i could not place the bet because i wasn't in pennsylvania
2: oh New jersey well, saved i'm me. glad you're in jersey then new jersey saved me yeah <laughs> how many times can you say that you know not a lot not a lot not a lot but I, I think I think this is the week where you know the, the Washington Football Team had that nice win against the Steelers. The Giants had the Seahawks win. Those th- that's going to be it for the NFC the East. The, the Eagles had a, a you know a good games. You know
0: they had their moments.
2: Yeah, I, I they had all of their moments so that it doesn't. It's not a complete embarrassment from a conference. But uh, I think it's it's a wrap. I think across the board they're they're all going to sink to what they were expected to be week three when they were all 0-3, we had a tie, you know. it's So I think it's going to come back to that. 49ers have some talent. They stink as well, but it's minus 2.5. I think they, they beat them by a field goal at least. You know, I think that it's, they, they got that. Um, so, yeah, that's what I'm going with. What do you think?
0: No, I agree with that. Uh, I think the Cowboys' defense has got awful. Uh, who the hell knows what's going on on offense, too. I think their running backs, San Francisco's, are going to have a field day. Even without George Kittle, I know he's potentially in. I think he's definitely out now, but if there was potentially he was going to try to play. Um, don't even let them just run the ball down their throats. They're not going to stop it.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah, I'm,
1: and I agree I'm, too. I mean, the Cowboys' defense is just. This is what happens when you when you draft things you don't need. You didn't need. I know CD Lamb is going to be a good, a very good wide receiver. You didn't need C.D. Lamb. You needed defenders. Now they have the worst defense in the league. I think they're going to make – Joe, I think they're going to make Nick Mullins look good. I love that you're picking against the NFC East because it really tees up my next pick. Here. Hold on. Before
0: you okay? say that, just one last thing. Uh-oh. Go A
1: ahead. positive
0: to the Cowboys defense. They did force butt fumble part two. I don't know if you guys saw that last week. Mm. So they had their moment. That was their moment.
2: Yeah, that was their, their moment for the season, and now it's back to just poo. Yeah. But, Matt, your pick. Sorry for interrupting you.
1: Uh, I think you both know where I'm going here. The disrespect that Vegas is giving (laughs) Jalen Hurts and this Eagles team after their stunning victory over the Saints last (laughs) weekend. Six-and-a-half-point underdogs against a Arizona team that no one can quite figure out. All right? Let's just chalk up a few things. This Arizona offensive line has no shot against this Philly defensive front with some Tigers on it, some killers. All right? We already know the big names. You got Fletcher Cox in the middle. You got Brandon Graham, BG on the outside. They're going to bring it. We know that every week. Javon Hargrave coming on, Malik Jackson still contributing in the the gut of this defense, Derek Barnett, one of the most underrated defensive ends in the National Football League, and my breakout performer with six sacks this year, including a huge fourth and two strip sack fumble last week, Josh Sweat is a name you need to know. So, when you talk about offense, you think about the outside weapons that this team brings. I know there are some dinged up secondary players. Rodney McLeod is a huge loss for the Eagles, but it comes down at the end of the day to your pass rush. And Seattle, I mean, and and Arizona has not invested in an offensive line. I think they get after Kyler Murray, who has shown cracks in the armor from earlier this season. And I think the offense does enough to stay on the field by pumping the football to a top five running back in Miles Sanders to upset the Arizona Cardinals and get themselves within one game of the division league. Six and a half, not only do they cover, but they outright beat the Cardinals to diminish their wild card hopes. And they reset the market when it comes to the NFC. So three losses, one win. I'm all in on the birds this weekend. And I got to tell you, Miles Sanders needs 25 touches this week. And we win this football game period. So you can call me a Homer, but I thought I threw out some pretty good options and avenues for victory for the birds. Run the ball, get home with four men. We can do both. And we're going to do both. Next thing you know, Teams are going to start to get a little bit nervous when they see that fourth seed Philadelphia football team heading into the playoffs.
0: So a couple things. Lock it up. Go ahead. The defense was great last week, and I hope they continue to play great. Miles Sanders getting the ball was awesome. That's what they needed to fucking do this entire season. I think we've been saying that a lot on this podcast. That game was also a lot about the New Orleans States coming out completely flat. Now, just on to the picks, Joe. A couple fun facts for you. Matty D, this is now the third week in a row he has picked... The Eagles game—I won't say he's picked the Eagles because last week he picked the New Orleans Saints minus
2: seven—and
0: mm. Matt is has lost all three of those bets. He did not the one week Matt Height got the New York Giants plus three when they lost there. Uh, Matt picking Eagles games is not good, so that's my that's my negative here of uh, that it may not go well there now. I agree with you. I was going to keep the Eagles in case you didn't take them as a, maybe a later round pick for me. Because I do agree. I think Kyler Murray, you, he looks really good and he has been good, but there, there's some regression to the mean so far. DeAndre Hopkins, though, I feel like is the big X factor in this. The, the injuries in the backfield or the, not the backfield, in the secondary of the Eagles defense, moving Jalen almost said Jalen Hurts, moving Jalen Mills back to cornerback worked well, but I feel like if he has to go on an island against a against the the Hopkins. Uh, I cannot talk right now. That's how tongue-tied I am about this team. I feel like that's just not going to go well for the team. So that's the one thing I'm concerned about. I do think 6.5 is a good bet that they can probably cover. A win is going to take a lot, and it's going to need – you're going to need another game where Hertz is going to play well and keep control of the football. Because I think that's another thing, too, is that because they were running it a ton – time of possession became so key into the game and that's what Doug Peterson made a name for himself on when he first was the coach of the Eagles so really a back to basics week last week for the Eagles if they keep that up there's a possibility I don't think I'm as hyped as you are on whether or not they can win this game again because of the the big names there although Arizona's offense nothing really to write home about so I feel like this is an easy over but Matt solid pick there
2: yeah Gotcha. Yeah, I agree. I, I like uh, I like them to cover for sure. The the win, like exactly you said, if Miles Sanders runs the ball twenty five times, I don't know. Do they only use Boston Scott against the Giants. Uh, that guy, he, he's a little tiny guy. Is he even still on the team, or just they bring him up just against the Giants? But I, I, if they run the ball, I think they they have a very good chance of winning. But. Madam Matt might
0: Mad, have convinced he might hype me up. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I'm betting the over. I, it's I'm gonna on the Eagles. I'm gonna bet the over and enjoy that on a Sunday afternoon. The third straight mm-hmm. week, the Eagles have been a Sunday afternoon game. Um but it's two to me, right? Uh come back around to the snake. Some interesting games out there, some close ones, some not so close ones. But I'm gonna to go to Saturday afternoon football. We get this as Normally, this should be up against bowl games. I think this would normally be the the celebration bowl, the kickoff of bowl season. But it's not. It's conference championship weekend for college football. But the Bills are playing the Broncos. The Broncos are absolutely terrible. I know a lot of people are are wary of this game. If you look at fantasy analysis of different players, which I know we're not a fantasy podcast, but a lot of what you look at with various players, whether it's the Bills defense or Bills players, is they they had a big week. And maybe they have a come down after beating the Steelers on Sunday night football and the fact that the Denver Broncos played really well. I don't think drew lock is going to have that again. I feel like the bill's defense is for real, Matt. You mentioned that you've heard pundits say they're the best team in football. I wouldn't go that far. I think that I think it's the chiefs to lose. I'd love to see a chiefs bills. Uh, what's it called? Rematch in the AFC championship game. I'd love to see, I mean, God forbid if the chiefs do lose, I'd love to see a, a Bills Steelers rematch for that matter, but I'm taking the bills here. I think Josh Allen's going to have a big week. This is not the Denver defense of old. We think of that so many times with so many different teams. We use the Seattle Seahawks as an example of that, of the Legion of Boom still being there and they're not. The Denver defense is nothing really to write home about. I know they looked pretty good last week, but I'm taking the Bills here uh, to definitely cover six points. I mean, this could be over seven, and I would take that. I think they win by at least probably a touchdown and a field goal, but I wouldn't go. I would not buy three and a half more points there. <laughs> I'm going to take it at six.
2: Yeah, I agree. I, I think the the Bills are peaking at the right time. I think that they're going to handle the Broncos and just move on business as usual uh, and just keep it rolling. I like the pick.
1: Look, I, I, I do like the pick. I, I I know the Bills are playing well, but one, they need to find a way to get a running game. Just sure. a little bit. That's with a back fair off assessment. And Devin Singletary. I think that, you know, it's just the, the balance because a team is going to come in here with the right personnel to slow Josh Allen down and that and, and Stephon Diggs. But I, that would be my one concern. Their defense is peaking. I am concerned about their running game. I mean, You've got to have a little bit of balance. That's a really good point because Zach Moss has been such a good
0: – That's a really good point because Zach Moss has been such a good – and I'm sorry, I, I keep thinking you're done and I talk over you. No, you're fine. Zach Moss has been – a complete touchdown machine in the last couple weeks that that well has dried up a little bit. So that's certainly something to be concerned about Devlin Singletary coming on a little bit, but I don't know, Josh Allen, if he gets onto his feet, he can do some, do some damage. And Stefan Diggs is also right there to, you know, for a quick out. So I get it. We just talked about that with the Eagles that you need to establish a solid running game to really have success. And you can make defenses as good as a new Orleans saints look a little, little spread out again. I think that's a lot about how the saints were prepared but I digress my second pick the Baltimore Ravens against the Jacksonville Jaguars, 12 and a half points a Sunday at one o'clock game. This is going to be a game that you'd think you're going to see a ton of points all over the place, but there's a lot of COVID around this game. Hollywood Brown already out. The other part of this, the Jacksonville Jaguars, we've talked about this. They stay in games. You think that these MVP level quarterbacks and, their offenses will blow out the Jacksonville Jaguars. We thought Aaron Rodgers was going to do it. We thought other teams were going to do it. And no, the Jaguars hang in there. I know they really don't have a lot to play for now, especially, you know, I mean, I don't think the Jets are going to win a game, but they want to make sure they get the number two pick. But 12 and a half is a lot to lay for kind of a, a forgettable Sunday afternoon game. And I think kind of like the New Orleans Saints last week, I think the Baltimore Ravens don't cover here. I think Jacksonville plus 12 is the play. I don't think the Jaguars win because it'd be stupid of them to win, but I'm taking the Jaguars plus seven or plus a plus 12 and a half. Excuse me. Uh, just way too big of a line for kind of a, there's a lot to prove with Baltimore after a, a solid win on Monday night football, but a lot of question marks, a lot of injuries. And yeah, there, there's some weird stuff going on in that Ravens locker room. And I don't know. I'm going to take the Jacksonville Jaguars here. Plus 12 and a half.
2: Yeah, I think they they play ugly enough. The uh, the Baltimore Ravens haven't had too many just outright clean dominant games. They they always uh, muck around a little bit. They get some solid wins like uh, Monday Night Football, but you know they, they muck around uh, in the cesspools. So I like the pick. Keep it keep it tight. At least not thirteen points. You know.
0: Yeah, that's a lot. A lot to lay. It's not the Jets who legitimately don't have any offensive talent. They have some running backs. There are some wide receivers too, but again, the, the Ravens would really need that. This is a statement game to do. And I feel like they, after an emotional win, this is going to be kind of forgotten about. We're going to be well into week 15. I don't know. It just, it's just screams kind of a weird trap game where they're going to be lucky. They got away with this one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um... I think it's weird too because you bring up like when you look across the slate this week, not a lot of marquee matchups. Because no. you think about some of the conversations, I mean, to me the biggest one would have been Kansas City New Orleans, but New Orleans' loss and Drew Brees not being there kind of mutes that. We already talked about that game, but um, I, you know, I do think there is a very important game though tomorrow night. Yes, uh, and that is the Los Angeles Chargers, who are out of the playoff picture at four and nine, but they're visiting. In a 7-6 and six Las Vegas Raiders team that has, after kind of being considered a, a, a scary wild card team, really come back to earth the last few weeks. Um, they're three point favorites against a talented, but young and, lo- and growing Chargers team. I absolutely love the Chargers here. A, it's Thursday night, wacky things happen, and B, Henry Ruggs, their electric rookie receiver for the Raiders, is on the COVID list and won't play tomorrow night as of right now. That, to me, is a major blow to a team that utilizes his speed and ability to stretch the field to open up the rest of the offense for some of their immense talents like a Josh Jacobs and a Darren Waller. So losing him helps a Chargers defense. It has plenty of talent in Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram. And a number of other players, and and I and I really like what I see there. And quite frankly, defensively, the Raiders aren't that good. They just fire their defensive coordinator. In comes Justin Herbert with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams and a, and a and a and a and a getting back into rhythm. Austin Eckler, along with the underrated Hunter Henry and a few other pieces, I like the Chargers to upset the Raiders on Thursday Night Football and really and really ex- extinguish the Raiders' wild card hopes. Um, because quite frankly. I'm not a believer yet. I like the direction. I don't like the team yet of the Raiders. So I'm going to take the Chargers in a Thursday night upset here. Um, And I think Justin Herbert's the real deal. And I'm excited to see what the Chargers can build over the next few years.
0: Yeah, so this one's going to be interesting because there's obviously a lot of question marks around it. You mentioned Henry Ruggs. I mean, Hunter Henry's been very up and down. So I feel like that's a, a key, key matchup to look at there. I feel like this game. I don't feel confident enough to bet on it, just because it it's either going to be exactly like the Chargers' last game, where both teams are throwing the ball away and both defenses look like they have Deion Sanders at all eleven positions, or they're just going to get run all over by either Austin Eckler or somebody on the on the Raiders' offense. I mean, they all, they they've figured out various different players to get this job done. I agree with you though. The Raiders are a are a dying star, but somehow still are putting up a ton of yards and finding ways to lose. It takes a lot of talent to do that. I think there's a points bonanza. So I, I think plus three is the the confident play to do. We've seen it a lot with Thursday Night Football in general, not just in 2020, but in general. So I think that's a solid pick, Matt.
2: Yeah, I, I stayed. Oh wait, I didn't even look at the line or the over. Yeah, I saw I those either. two teams match up, and I just skipped on to the next. And like, no way. They, both teams are just so... Wonky. I, I can't. I, I don't have a beat on either one of them, Matt. You're more confident than I. Uh, everything makes sense. If I had to do it, I would I would do your play, but both teams are just out there. I just uh, can't tell. The Chargers find all over the board ways to, uh, and the Raiders are just in that. Uh, no one knows they're just, yeah. I think the Raiders really miss all those people in costumes out there. That's their normalcy. <laughs> That's how they get their pulse. Can the you imagine in. next
0: year, assuming the vaccine gets spread out and we get fans in Las Vegas? Like, remember how crazy the first playoff game was for the Golden Knights? Can you imagine that mixed with the black hole? Like that's the biggest loss of twenty twenty with COVID. That we didn't get that yeah, this year.
2: Yeah. Oh that would be, it's or, gonna be and incredible. The Bills be legit like the oh my Bill's God, mafia, the Bills not mafia not would be to...
0: out of control. There'd be remember they threw it they threw dicks at Gronk when they were like four and twelve. Could you imagine what they'd be doing this year? i
2: oh, it be so beautiful. <laughs> be Restaurants are closed. They just have to eat in the parking lot. Oh.
0: Buffalo is a great place. I, ah. Buffalo was very nice to me earlier this year. Um, but, Joe, we go to you. Background the snake. Your final two NFL games. What do you got?
2: All right. I got in it for Monday night. I think that the Steelers are on a, a, a major slide. I'm taking the Bengals to cover the, the 12 and a half. I think they, the, the Steelers don't have any running game. The Big Ben, late in the year, he, he is, his walking boot is on all of his limbs, his head, everything. So I, I think – uh, right now? it's he it right, right? <laughs> No one knows. It, his whole body. He's in a full body cast. He's just, he should just go in the iron lung and just live in the iron lung for six and a half days and, and just <laughs> cart him out there. But, I think it's. I don't know what uh what's happening in Pittsburgh. They they're gonna figure it out eventually, but I think they they don't figure it out decisively enough that they cover twelve and a half points and and uh, cover the spread against the Bengals. seem that they, they continue to fight. They they're not they, they're they lost out. Burrow, and they, but they're not especially against the Steelers. They're not gonna just uh, lay down and um, let them. Cover 13 points and just embarrass them. They they have uh they do have some pride out there in Cincinnati, which I like. So I think um I would now I'm just looking at the, the over of 40 and a half. I I may take the over on that and um, have the Bengals uh, hold them hold them a little tight. I can see um, like a 21 to to 30 game or something like that. You know or just.
0: Yeah, a, a little
2: more match on Monday
0: night. That's a solid score. Yeah, they're saying the over is forty, and they're they're favored by twelve points. Like that is a huge disrespectful point towards the Cincinnati mm-hmm. football team. And I know they probably, I'm sure, NFL players don't actually look at the line, but if someone like you want to use that for locker room fodder, that's that's what you use. Uh, could you imagine though? You mentioned the full body cast. This made me think of. In Silence of the Lambs, they bring out Hannibal in the in, with the the giant like mask on the the gurney. Could you imagine if they did yeah. something like that with Big Ben? Like that would be like it would be a very Oakland Raiders thing to do, and maybe Las Vegas Raiders. But like Pittsburgh could, re- I could see Pittsburgh getting behind that.
2: I would love that. Or I was thinking then Ray Lewis with Ray Lewis is uh, opening hype dances. He he starts in there and then busts out of it. <laughs> Big bend I, don't know, I, don't like
0: that. I don't know if Pittsburgh would accept that because they hate Ray Lewis, but that would be great, too.
1: <laughs> Jesus. Ooh, Joe, one more to Steve.
2: you. One more to you. Let's see. You guys the swear it's challenging. Yeah. I, I think I'm going to take uh, the Panthers to, to cover that. I, I don't like, the Packers, their the record, and they, they have Aaron Rodgers, and he's cruising along. It's eight and a half points. I think the Panthers have enough talent around them that I think they they get that. It's a Saturday night game, you know, not a lot of eyeballs on them, you know, with the, the college football conferences and everything. Like, I just think uh, they hold them tight enough. The Packers, they haven't convinced me that they're – I think it's still the allure of Aaron Rodgers and Packers and everything that I'm just not seeing the the huge talent swing that warrants the, the Panthers to be eight and a half point dogs. I think the Packers win, but I, I think the Panthers at least hold them competitively for, for three quarters. And then, you know, Aaron Rodgers does what Aaron Rodgers does and they win, but not maybe by a touchdown, not... Not
0: by nine. No, I like that pick a lot. I, uh, I agree a lot with what you just said. Carolina, too, they're supposed to get back T.J. Moore. He's expected to be activated from the COVID list. And Mike Davis has been great without Christian McCaffrey, and they figured out how to spread the ball out. The Cleveland defense has played well the last couple weeks and is a huge question mark coming into this. Uh, I like this to be close. I like this to be a lot of points on the board on both sides because Carolina defense. We've talked about porous defenses throughout this pick 'em segment. Carolina's is nothing to write home about, but I think this is a close game. And and yeah, eight and a half points. They're really just trying to get you to buy Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is worth like two and a half points there. It should be like Green Bay minus six. Yeah,
2: yeah, I like it. So you you, you thinking a lot of points? Uh, the line is 52.
0: Yeah, that's what I mean. There's a reason why it's
2: 52. It's going
0: to be a lot. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I don't know. It's also Saturday. It's Saturday. You want to bet the over on a Saturday. You're used to college football scores. That's probably a tip. Yeah, that's a good
2: point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going against Bama. Saturday night, you want some points.
0: Yeah, it's going against Bama. They want people to bet on the over, so they're watching that instead of Alabama. <laughs> yeah. That's the conspiracy theory. I know you got something you want to throw our way, but uh Matt Eddie, your final NFL pick.
1: Yeah, so the team that you know that I I love very much, I think I think is a absolute contender uh, due to a great coaching staff, a very well built roster, uh, and just an overall vibe that I, I think is gonna is gonna potentially serve them well. Although obviously they always like every team they have some holes, but that's the Indianapolis Colts hosting a division rival in the Houston Texans coming to town. Now, normally I love divisional games to be tight. But honestly, Houston appears to have packed it up. Will Fuller's suspension has crushed this offense in a lot of different ways. I know David Johnson comes off the COVID list, just not a fan there. Um, Deshaun Watson deserves better than he's been provided. Uh, hopefully, with the new head coach, that'll happen. But I like the Colts to shut down a Houston offense that has some limitations now, with especially with you know the the Will Fuller suspension and obviously they decided to go ahead and for no reason trade DeAndre Hopkins. But anyway. I digress from that conversation um, <laughs> and, and, and their defense is okay, but honestly their defense is probably not built to stop a very strong and emergent Jonathan Taylor and an overall well-balanced Colts offense with Philip Rivers age, age related limitations and somewhat of a, of a weak receiving core. But honestly, I think Indianapolis gets it done. I think they cover seven and a half. I think it's a, cruise type of victory with this team over a depleted, defeated, and honestly downright downtrodden Houston, Texas team at four and nine. So I like Indianapolis to cover and I love them to continue the battle with the Tennessee Titans for the top seed in the NFC AFC South and a home playoff game.
0: I like that. I, uh, yeah, we saw last week. Houston's D E D dead. Really, nothing going there. Their defense is just mangled, and I know people are thinking J.J. Watt. You know, what's he going to do late in the season? And blah blah blah. And I don't know. It's a, it's this is going to be a weird game, but I that's the only reason why I'd go away from it. It being over a touchdown, if it was minus six, like my final pick, I might go for it. But it, it I do think you got to got to keep it simple, stupid. The Texans are done.
2: Yeah, Matty D, how do you feel about Philip Rivers in that that situation? You 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 confident enough to? The, the
1: the guy is a crazy person. He, he's oh, look. Yeah, first of all, Joe, as you know, you need a little bit of crazy mixed into the bunch to get the result you want, right? Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure, Philip. He's clearly, obviously, not a long term answer for a plethora of reasons, and I do think they if they had a a quarterback with a little more, I, I don't know how to put it, but a little more talent at this point, because Philip Rivers back in his day was as talented as it got, but his age is obviously a hindrance at this point. Um, I don't mind him. I think he's an important leader for this offense and I think he has moments of grandeur. The Colts the Colts strategy is run heavy, run often, and and run hard along with a a a top three NFL defense. That's what they're gonna build their success off of. If they get behind in a game, not sure they have much of a chance, especially against a, a Kansas City, uh a, a Buffalo or you know, but but they're built very to me, they're similar to the Titans, a little different but similar, in which they're not ex- they're not as explosive as you want them to be, but 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 they have the talent to win games. That that's where I put the Colts. And I'm okay with the Rivers. There's not a better option for him this year. Solid. Solid.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, but by the right. way,
1: by the way, Joe, if, if 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 you make a phone call to Philadelphia and they all they ask for a first round pick for Carson Wentz, you're taking it without missing a beat. That's that's how I feel about Philip Rivers. If that makes sense.
0: Well, Frank Reich's there. That's why you're
1: right.
0: Why you know, as a Carson fan, you want the best for him. That that's his friend. That's his buddy.
1: Don't worry, Carson will be back.
2: Anyway, I think Carson would thrive in in uh, Indiana. I think there's a lot of hunting there as well. I think it's it, it gets his mind right. I think he needs that to just to get his mind right and just like you said, the D's solid. He is actual tools around him a little more than he's getting down in uh in south philly in the link i think don't yeah that i think you
1: don't do that to me joe
2: anyway before we get into dive into
0: <laughs> maddie getting really pissed off we're saving that for the <laughs> the enders the later segment when we talk about a different philadelphia sports team my final game i alluded to it i'm taking the the tampa bay buccaneers minus six over the falcons I might get burned by this. This is a divisional game. Falcons, aside from last week, have really played well at a, against opponents. Especially coming into Atlanta, their defense really has stepped up. Matt Ryan plays well in December for whatever reason. When the team stinks, he he seems to step up huge. Uh, but I feel like the Bucks really need to step it up. The NFC playoff chase is is getting tight, and they need to figure something out if they want to continue to you know be right there. The Seattle Seahawks are a game ahead of them. They are currently the sixth seed, which is good enough to you know keep you well insulated in the NFC. But who knows if the Bears or the the Vikings end up winning? One of them's going to seven and seven. Uh, Arizona, if they beat the Eagles and Tampa Bay loses, they're tied. Um, so I feel like this is a must win for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. A huge game where they really need to show, hey, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna beat down on teams that we're you know we're supposed to do. And I just feel like Brady knows that he knows to get the job done. And I like them to have a big game here. I know some of their receivers are a little banged up. Their running game is uh, a little hindered with Ronald Jones on the COVID list. So that definitely gives me a little bit of pause here. But the Falcons have burned me in terms of picks before. And I just feel like this is the point in time where, you know, it it starts to catch up to them, you know, where it was a really, really big letdown to the start of the year. And, you know, you played well for your interim head coach. and, And now this is when it really, you know, Okay. Okay. You entertained us. It's time.
1: That wraps it up, doesn't it, for our our NFL picks? That
0: does. We have. Yeah, one. like
1: it's tough. It's the last. The last.
2: Uh,
0: yeah, we had the. I'm not sure if we lost Joe Mart or not, but we had the Detroit Tennessee game on there, and that you know there's question marks with COVID and, and various stuff like that. So that that's out there. It, you know, it, it could be interesting. It could not be. I mean, the way that that Tractor Cedo played last week, he may just barrel over the Detroit Lions offense, but Matt, we did have a little bit of breaking news while we were making our picks. What happened? The NFL is close to finalizing a deal for a 17-game regular season. They're apparently discussing (gasps) broadcast agreements and number of preseason games to finalize the schedule change, but it looks like we're actually going to get this to happen. Wow. Yeah, this is huge. Interesting. I would be very interested... In seeing I'm a fan of it I'd be really interested yeah. in seeing how they change the schedule equation just because I think you either you figure out something right and I I need to see what it is I don't know if you do come up with an all-time AFC opponent that you always face every year you know like how baseball has started to do with the quote unquote natural rivals you know the Yankees the Yankees Mets the Chicago teams the LA teams the Phillies and they rotate between the Red Sox and the and the Blue Jays but you know it's something like that so you get like eagle Steelers is one or the you know, la teams the new york teams um i don't know i think that might be a good one you know, develop some of that you know a little bit of a rivalry i know you'd probably get assuming the flyers penguins is any sort of you know barometer you'd probably get a lot of tv ratings for the battle of pennsylvania in football but i don't know you could also figure out of just adding a second division within your conference that you play and there's just one that you don't play every year um Or something like that. I don't know. It'd be really interesting to see. I I think uh, the idea of it is, you know, it it brings a lot, obviously, a lot of money to the table and could potentially get the Eagles out of a weird salary cap scenario if a lot more money's coming in. So there's a little bit of a selfish reason to like it. But um, I do think, though, we learned a lot of what the importance of the preseason is. So there's definitely a lot that I think the players are probably going to be fighting for. And I don't think this is... This probably isn't as close as this Yahoo article is making it seem to be, but it's exciting news.
2: Did it provide any other any other details around it, or is it just uh, some vague in the works uh, kind of stuff? I'm curious of what, what game it would be, if it would be in conference or kind of like a, a flex where you can – it would be like the the Jets and Giants play every year, kind That's of that kind order, of shit. Yeah. Or it's,
0: it would say – I will see. Hopefully. Running through it, it would say uh, – Yeah, it would be an opponent from the opposing conference. So it would be, uh, Mm. yeah. So it would be a 17th game, more than one AFC team from outside the division you're scheduled to play. So hopefully it would be like an all time opponent, like a Jets, Giants, Eagles, Steelers, Ravens football team, that sort of thing. You don't need to fix something that isn't
1: broken. Sorry. Not, a, not a fan. I, I, I just, I the like NFL the The NFL equation is. is cool.
0: It's, it's very easy to figure out. You know who your opponents are as soon as the regular season ends. That's pretty cool. You know, with, you know, obviously it rotates in basketball and hockey of who you're facing and baseballs It's pretty much always the same aside from that they rotate their divisions, but yeah, there's still some variables out there of how many times do the Sixers and the Celtics play or, you know, who, you know, whatever within division. Cause it's, it's not equal football the reason why it works with its schedule is because there is equal scheduling and for the most part it is you you know you're getting what you give in terms of who comes out of what division how the seating works and all that sort of stuff
1: we'll talk about it we'll digest it but look i want to keep the ball rolling college pick jordy where are you heading what are we talking about where are you going all
0: right so i'm going to the game of the week acc championship game I think Clemson gets the revenge, but I think this is going to be a close game. I think Notre Dame's defense has looked really good. There's a reason why they won that first game, and I know that's a lot of it is Trevor Lawrence was out, but they really did know how to step up to the plate to hold Clemson there. Their defense isn't as great as we normally have seen out of them. They've been very good, but this is the matchup we've been waiting to see. I want it to be fun. I'm excited to watch it on Saturday afternoon against... The football game that we we're talking about, uh, but I'm going Notre Dame plus ten. But I think Clemson wins the game.
1: Interesting. Okay. I, I, by the way, I agree that Clemson wins, and and I and I and I, I hope they do because honestly, I'm just not a Notre Dame fan. But I do think Trevor Lawrence being back, the talent they have in that roster. Yes, Notre Dame has one of the best defenses, but can he in book provide it? Not sure. Love the pick. I'll give Joe Bart a little bit more time to think of his college pick. But I, I, I wanted to highlight a game that, that I think has value from a historical perspective, and that is Iowa State-Oklahoma, number six, number 10. Oklahoma is a five-point favorite coming into this matchup. Lincoln Riley, hell of a coach. So there's no disrespect there. I just think Iowa State has the emotion and passion on their side here. First time since before World War I, That they have have won a Big Ten, Big Twelve regular season title, wow, Um, and and I think they win the whole thing, the whole title, if you will, and and make their way to a big time bowl game this year. They deserve it. They're a very, they're such a solid football team every year. I think they continue that trend this year. Uh, I'm excited to see them beat a, a little bit of a step back Oklahoma team because they've been so good for so often. Um, But I'm all in on Iowa State to beat the Sooners. And capture the the they're alone the Big Twelve crowd.
0: This is actually a really good point, because you are an Iowa State truther, so this is a comeuppance from Addie D. Yep.
1: Hell of a franchise. Hell of a program they had there franchise. for many, many years. Sorry. <laughs> it, well honestly, it's kind of built like a franchise. Anyway, I just I just I just I digress. On to Joe for our final pick of the evening. What do you got in the college football world, Mr. Mr. Martinez?
2: I got, uh, as we were discussing earlier, I got, um, I'm taking Oregon over USC I love minus it. three. I love it. I almost went with uh, this. Yeah, I just think uh, USC is just not. We, we already talked about it, but I just don't think uh, they, they're really rightfully placed there. And Vegas agrees. You know, you think uh, an unranked versus a 13 team wouldn't be this close, but I think uh, USC outright fraudulent and uh, Oregon beats them. And yeah, uh, I love this it, it's a bit of a wonky week. wasn't expecting to play, but.
0: That's exactly my thought is that USC with the schedule has been all over the board and has needed to come back huge. Oregon, Matt mentioned a little bit earlier on the show that they're not as, you know, over the top grand as they should have been this year. They, they really had a lot more going for them on the preseason, but I don't know. I feel like they step it up big. We always find something weird with the PAC 12 championship game. And I like it. I like it a lot.
2: Yeah. I think it'll be a, a fun game. And, uh, the over 60, I think Joe, hard. I think we,
0: Joe, this might be need, need to be a syndicate bet. You and me. Okay. Just, ha, just yeah. have fun, have fun on a Friday night.
2: Yeah. And placed on a Friday night. I'm just rubbing my hands. Just thinking about it. It's, it's going to be, be great. great. It's going to be fun. Love Friday night
0: football. Mm -hmm. but joe we mentioned it full-on degenerate we talked a little about the nba and the you know pre-show warm-up you know the the preparations do we want to talk a little nba or or do we want to talk about your true love college basketball first
2: um we'll start we can do a little nba and then uh just uh yeah we'll hit the college basketball hoops at the end his NBA yeah, got going last week. The Sixers
0: played their first game last night, as did the Houston Rockets. Or it might not have been their first game, but it's the first game James Harden was on the court. A lot has been talked about that Daryl Morey may be trying to acquire his old pal, James Harden. And a lot of talk has come out today that James Harden apparently went out in every possible city that he could. Obviously, in COVID, it's a little different than it has been. But who knows? Maybe in a a southern city he wants to. The Houston Rockets have apparently leaked that they want at least three first-rounders and Ben Simmons if the Sixers were to complete a trade with them. The Sixers have and are currently in the camp that they will not trade Ben Simmons, although who knows? Teams have changed their minds before. I hate the possibility of A, trading Ben Simmons, and moreover, trading for James Harden. I think it'd be stupid. I think he's really old. I think you're not getting a ton of time with him. I think Ben Simmons, after watching last night's preseason game, he really seems to like the, where this team is and where Doc Rivers is. Obviously, it's Joel Embiid's team. But I think they're starting to mesh together. They Ben Simmons joked around that they were living together, and Joe, I don't know if this made its way up to Long Island, but a bunch of reporters on ESPN thought they were serious that Joel Embiid, who just had a baby, <laughs> is living with Ben Simmons to, so, that they're, so that their chemistry can get up. That's where they're at, so I don't know if ESPN is trying to play this up a little more, but I don't think they do it. It would be stupid of the Sixers to do it.
2: Yeah, it would also be stupid of just multi-millionaires living together. You know, just... With an infant. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Big J journalism.
0: <laughs> yeah, classic first take. But Matt, I know you were getting pretty fired up, and you said hit the record button so we can start talking about football. Where are you at with all this news with the Sixers?
1: I'm just <sighs> – I'm, I'm, I am, I am not a. I, you know, people, James Harden, top, top 10 player in NBA history, James Harden, top 10 player in the NBA. I, I'm not, I, he's a store. Um, now, you know, the take that you don't like, and I'm not an Iverson guy. And, and Iverson was a scorer. And I don't think a scorer is going to win you titles. I think a, a, a leader a guy that does everything on every side of the ball consistently is going to be the kind of guy that's going to lead you to a victory. That's why and I'm not saying we need LeBron James, but that's why LeBron James is LeBron James. He's not just a scorer. He does everything on the basketball court. And that's what I want. I want a superstar in all facets of the game. I'm not a Harden guy at all. Uh, I, I don't like his attitude. I don't love the game he plays. So if I'm going to be upfront with you, I wouldn't trade Ben and I wouldn't trade Joe for James Harden. Even straight up, if you told me I could get James Harden for some other pieces that we have, I'm more in the game here. I'm more willing to make I'm not that play.
0: Game. What you want to trade Matisse Dybala, Shake Milton, and a bunch of like, a bunch of other assets for it? Fuck right, that. it's not
1: going to happen. Yeah. But sure, I'm in. Yeah, I'm not dumb. I'm not. But that being mm. said, I I, I I truly don't believe that James Harden is a a superstar a superstar A that's going to lead your team to a championship. That's where I am. I think his ceiling is an all-star, a high-volume scorer, and a, and, a, uh, and a guy that will get your team to the playoffs. But when it comes down to it, he's not a top 10 winner in the NBA in when you need him most. And, and it's not that he won't provide a 50-point scoreline in that biggest game, but there's just something about him that doesn't put me over the top I think both Ben and Joe have a higher ceiling as all-around players and can provide you with more to win. So I'm out on James. More Harden. more years,
0: more games out of it. That's the big thing,
1: right? And by the way, James Harden, hyper durable player. I mean, there's no dis- there's no dis- there's no illusion there. He doesn't miss games for injuries. Sure, just not the kind of player that I think as a as a as a number one option is going to win you an NBA title. And he and he hasn't shown me anything to to. To prove me wrong, that's the biggest thing. So,
2: Matty, I have the again. exact video of uh, the intangibles that you're 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 mentioning. There's one where he's being up and someone just crosses it, just moves his elbows across, and he is maybe four feet away, and he flops. Oh yeah, that he got hit with the elbow from the guy with the balls, like swinging, swinging to the other side, and that's everything you need to know. It's. He's four feet away, and he grabs his throat as if his—he's he's in a Mike Myers Halloween thro- like sl- slasher film, and he just flops to the ground. I gotta show you—it's it,
1: a little more phenomenal video. Because honestly, I'm on board. That's how I feel right there. Boom.
2: The funniest—I've watched it like thirty times. It's—it's—it's it's, it's phenomenal. It's my favorite.
0: The funniest <laughs> might have been on the picture of of James Harden looking chonk. Was somebody going? You'd think he would have lost weight with all the walking he does. <laughs> that was great, uh, uh,
1: Joe. By the way, I, I love what I love what the Sixers are building, and I don't want to ruin it with somebody like James Harden.
0: I agree wholeheartedly, Joe. We forgot going back to football quickly. You have some NFC East conspiracy theories that you need to throw our way.
2: Oh, it's it's um as simple as this. They need the NFC. Needs the, the buzz. The Giants specifically need the buzz of just being competitive in the NFC East, you know, and just being in the in the hunt, quote-unquote. It's for the Rooney Mara family. It's for, you know, Hollywood's been shut down. Rooney Mara hasn't been active. You know, Kate Mara has that new show coming out. It's it's all about the hype. The Steelers are holding their end of the bargain up, just hyping up the Hollywood family, you know. Get get the, the Rooney Mara name out there. But... I, they just got to get the Mar family in the news a little bit more. And the only way to do that is to be competitive in football. So I think they just, they talked, they, they, they called up Jerry Jones, you know, they, they spoke to the Eagles, spoke to the football team, and just, we, Hollywood is, is hurting. You you heard that Tom Cruise rant, you know, with, with the COVID. So I think um, it's just, it's really about Hollywood and the the, like the, they stole the Raiders from them, you know. It's it, it's all about the about Rooney Mara making more films, and just watch out. Twenty twenty one. I wouldn't be surprised if there's there's the Mara family acting is full steam.
0: What about the Steelers so, that, doing
2: well though?
0: What? What about the Steelers doing well? Because that's why her name is Rooney Mara.
2: The Steelers they, they did the first ten games well. So oh, now it's the Giants. Okay. That they, need to pick up, you know, they 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 transferred they, the money. They transferred the, the money. Up. Yeah, yeah, yeah follow it, the It's money. Just
0: about. Yeah, it was. I like this. I like this theory a lot.
2: Yeah, I, savage. It's, savage, you know, by the way. It, it it just makes sense, you know. You you get you get those uh, Hollywood producers out there, you know, and they've been bored, so they they start dabbling and trying to make a, uh, oh, who's the only 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 family in the news. Like you get you get the the Wonder Woman lady trying to sing a song that gets roasted. No, we got Rooney Mara. She'll be in the news. We'll get her going. People will go see the movie. They don't care about COVID. Rooney Mara told us to go. You'll okay. you see. You, you'll see people just because they can't go to the games at a Rooney Mara film. Watch it. Girl with the Dragon Tattoo 2? Mm-hmm. Oh,
0: <laughs> Fire it um... up. All right, well, Joe, I'd ask you about the Knicks, but I feel like we don't really have a, a ton to talk about there. So let's go to college basketball.
2: No, I'll pass. Joe, how you feel about Nova? Uh, I, I, uh, I feel good about Nova. I think they, they have the the right leadership in, the, in Gillespie and in Jay Wright, and um, I think they, they got enough. Focus in them to handle these kind of curveballs of scheduling and the other obstacles all around, like playing the season. I think they have the enough like, wisdom in that locker room to handle it better than than some other programs that either just start in the mesh or have a, a newer coach doesn't have kind of the buy-in that that Jay Wright does. Um, so I'm 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 high on them. I think. Um, they're playing right now. I, I think they're were. They were, they're playing Butler now. I don't know the score, but I think Saturday they, they're playing Virginia. I like them against them. Uh, number seven against 17, I think uh, I'm high on them, but I'm obviously very biased. But I think they have the, the components.
0: Is Jay Wright versus Jardy Bennett Jay, the Ray. ultimate handsome guy matchup? It's possible. Yeah, it's got to be up there. Um, I think it's really funny – Obviously, the Big Ten looks really good this year. There's a lot of good teams. Illinois is up there. Iowa looks really good. Uh, I find it hilarious that Duke made it, made it such a huge deal about canceling the rest of their non-conference schedule, and it was one game, uh, and people are roasting Duke for it. And It's, just, it's one game, which is hysterical. Um, yeah, I've, this is a year that I've actually really paid more attention to, it, and it's because of a lack of pro sports. And I'm, I'm pretty excited to see it. I think, uh, yeah, obviously COVID's going to have its way with a – a number of different games and to think that it's not even as college conference schedules start going, uh, you know, is a little, a little naive. I know the vaccines rolling out, but I don't think, uh, I, I think it would get it by the time it would make its way to college sports. I feel like it would be post NCAA tournament. I just hope we get there. I hope we get to the NCAA tournament and that it doesn't, uh, really demolish it. I know they're talking about using Indianapolis as just one giant bubble site. I think they've said that about both tournaments, men's and women's, um, I'm excited to see what Lehigh does. You know, they uh, both men and women are only playing a Patriot league schedule. Joe, no out of conference. Mm. So that'll be, it'll be interesting. The men's team was nothing really to write home about last year. And I, I don't think there's supposed to be anything more to write home about. Uh, they're the only team though. Fun fact to have three Asian men on their team. Um, so that's something you know, diversity, uh, but the women's team is supposed to be really good. I know, uh, you know, changing gears there, but so that's something to be excited about as a Lehigh fan. <laughs> An alum there but yeah it, it'll be really really exciting to see how the rest of this this all shakes out i know some pac-12 teams look pretty good so far but you know we've seen some shakiness out of uh out of those teams throughout the last couple of years but it's just good to have it back i know we didn't get the actual maui tournament it somehow ended up in western Ten or eastern tennessee so uh you know we'll uh we'll wet the week wet the beak a little bit there
2: yeah and who uh who in the patriot league is uh is, is a top contender against lehigh who you, get, you worried about
0: last year it was colgate but i'm pretty sure they lost a player to the transfer portal i think he went to the big 10 so i don't know who it's supposed to be this year i'd have to uh i'd have to get back to you on that
2: Ah, no problem yeah i i, I like watching the the smaller conferences my my brother went to Siena, so i watched some uh that conference. It, it's just a it's good basketball it's it's the usually the more senior teams that are more cohesive. Yeah. They just uh, hold on. So if Lehigh has some, some solid leadership there, I think why not? Yeah. Why not Lehigh?
0: Matt, what do you think about college basketball so far?
1: Well, first of all, why not? Uh, Second of all, it's been a weird year. To all the things you guys stated. Um, I do love Nova, by the way. I think they're an absolute, uh, one of the best coach teams in the nation. And Jay Wright deserves so much credit for that. Uh, but it's just strange because of COVID. And, and it's weird too, though. This is something that college basketball has kind of, there's a, kind of this morass, morass, morass. I don't know what the word is. There's, there's this void that occurs now in college basketball from, from basically the start of the season until March Madness. Like people really don't start paying attention until March Madness. Uh, and I think this year got hyper. That 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 kind of made it even worse because everyone kind of got over over oversported, if you will, due to the NBA and and the NHL and Major League Baseball cramming their seasons in. So you you come out of the the fall fog of the sports and you're thinking about football, and 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 college basketball is kind of happening in the background this year, which I think is a shame. To a lot of good teams. Um, Hopefully, they can figure out how to do March Madness. It's the perfect bubble opportunity, by the way. The perfect bubble opportunity when the day comes. But uh, anyway, that's my thoughts on it. Yeah, yeah, I love that. What'd
2: you say? Uh, I think uh, you feed off the energy of the the crowd at college basketball games more than any other sport. You know, they they pan to the the, the screaming fan right there. the, The fans are right on top of you, just how basketball is as a sport so i do agree it's it's hard to get into some of the games that either it's not in your conference or you don't have a, a dog in the fight in but yeah hopefully uh they cruise along we we'll to get to march madness and it picks up a bit yeah
0: for sure uh we'll have to see obviously you know get into the uh christmas lull we'll see how it uh all comes in as conference play picks up but Boys, I think that's gonna do it. Unless you guys got anything else?
2: No, that's all I got. All right. no, that's all I got. Uh, Novas by fourteen with a uh, couple minutes left uh, against Butler. Love it. And but it was great uh, talking to you guys and uh, catching up about
1: some sports.
0: Yeah, Joe. Obviously, we really appreciate having you on. Yeah, this was a blast. I hope you all enjoyed it at home. Uh, Maddie, thank you as always.
1: Oh, of course. And honestly, this was this was really just truly. What a day with with my guy here, with my guy Joe. It's been so long, too long, and I I always appreciate. So anyway, thought I throw that out there.
0: Post COVID, we have to have a little uh, boys' day where we, you know, just sit on the couch. We'll get Madden to gambling. We'll wet his beak a little bit, and just have you a day. Wish. Have a day.
1: You wish. Anyway, yeah, we'll start. give him a swirly. Let the beak be a swirly. Oh,
0: <laughs> All right, boys. Well, that'll do it. Everybody, thank you for listening. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast, The Bullpen Cart, wherever you get your podcasts. Search ThunderBLG on Twitter, Thunderbox Sports on Instagram, all that good stuff. For Joe Mart, Matty D, I am the G-Man. Have a great weekend, everybody. Fly, Eagles, fly, and enjoy the college football.